The boy wears a cowboy hat and boots, his jeans tucked in. He carries a gun and a knife and sometimes a sword. He can't be older than five or six. He stalks small birds, rabbits, lizards, and longs for a snake to show itself. Feral house cats, some lacking tails and ears, maintain a wary distance. The boy played no part in that mutilation, but the cats avoid all human contact. He wanders in and among dusty pens, spying on enemies, then out into the mesquite and cedar brush, wary of Indians lurking on the hilltops above. He carefully avoids the prickly pear, lechuguilla, and other spiny desert shrubs that grow all around him. Sotol and Spanish daggers and yucca entice him with their tall, woody stalks. Always looking for better guns, knives, and swords, he tests each stick with earnest concentration. He searches among fragments of chert for arrowheads, knives, axe heads, overlooking the mortar holes that pock limestone outcroppings, the stone wickiup rings and trash middens, all of which bear witness to thousands of years of human struggle in an unforgiving desert landscape. Heat drives him back into the shade of the barn. Generators rumble, turning the long drive shafts of the shearing rig. Dusty men speaking Spanish, caked with sweat and grime, wearing dungarees black with lanolin, bend over bleating ewes, rapidly running clippers through the oily wool, over the belly and inside the legs. They tie legs together and clip the wool from backs, haunches, necks, heads. Two fast and bright red lines appear, then blood. A foreman steps over with a needle and thread and stitches the wound. Untied, a shorn ewe leaps twice and scrambles back to her sisters just off the shearing floor. The boy watches from the shadows, sees his father deep in conversation with another man who wears a broad straw hat. They speak of breeding, stud rams, market prices, the never-ending drought. The boy slinks farther back into the barn, the crepuscular gloom broken by slashes of light glinting through the old boards, and climbs a haphazard mountain of burlap sacks stuffed with wool, at least 500 pounds each, and disappears into his game. One afternoon a few years later, the boy and his brother prowl about with their pellet guns, looking for something to shoot. They discover dozens of small birds, some brightly colored and others dull and tan, but all of them lively and chattering. Captives of an old wire shed that might once have been a chicken coop. They kill every one of them. When the boys finish with their game, small carcasses litter the floor of the shed. Others hang upside down by their feet from wires and perches. On this ranch, and others like it, the boys grow used to the sight of blood. Blood from the lambs whose ears they mark, whose severed tails shower them with gore. Kid goats must be marked, and calves branded and castrated. A colt's ears might be spared, but not his testicles. Varmints they hunt down without mercy, for they compete for resources. The foxes and the coyotes and the bobcats and the mountain lions. The coons and the ringtails. Rabbits perish by the hundreds. They eat the grass, which is more precious than blood. My childhood ended when I was 12 years old, not so much because I began sampling my father's liquor, but because that year I went to work in the summer after seventh grade. Of course, I had labored in one way or another for as long as I could remember, 
because my father believed a boy's day should be filled with chores. We lived on a little piece of land just outside the Del Rio city limits, on ten acres among a patchwork of irrigated fields and homes, adjacent to a chicken farm, a trailer park, and a private rodeo ring where older kids practiced their calf roping. The old border patrol station for the agency's Del Rio sector was one road over, and the international bridge across the Rio Grande was just a few miles away. On a clear day, I could see the low hills of Ciudad de Cunha through my bedroom window. My childhood chores had been simple drudge work, and I hated them. I filled wheelbarrows with rocks from the filled dirt that had been spread around our house to make a proper lawn out of what was previously a field. I was lazy, and the job seemed endless. In my young eyes, the yard was vast. After a pipe fence was built on the property, I had to prime and paint the fence with rust-oleum and collect the heavy leftover pipe segments that the welders had left lying everywhere. Somewhat more interesting was the care and feeding of the sheep, goats, horses, and the occasional calf that populated our pens out back on the other side of an irrigation ditch. I would much rather have been splashing about in that ditch with my dogs, catching crawdads or snakes, and so I would somehow forget about my chores and lose myself in that tiny wilderness until I heard my father coming up the driveway, and then I'd make a desperate run for the wheelbarrow. <laughs> 